Hi, everybody. How are you tonight? Dr. Mary Crowley, for now is the time. And we have a very important broadcast for you tonight. We've got, you know, three very incredible women that I actually have followed for quite a while. And they are investigative journalists that have really made a difference in what is going on right now in our society. But many of them have been highly censored. We've got Sarah Westall, we've got Mary Fanning, and Miriam Hanin. So we're going to talk tonight about women and the mountain of media, how media has been, in particular right now, what's going on with COVID. It's been so censored, and there's been such a narrative that's put out to try to make people fear. So we're going to talk to you, uh, to all of them tonight, about what is going on, not only with their careers and what's happened to them, but what they see happening, not only in our culture, but with some of the issues we're dealing with, including COVID-19 and a number of other things that we see in the election and things like that. So welcome to the program, ladies. It's good to have you on. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. It's nice to be with you. Yeah. So, you know, I've interviewed all of you, you know, except for Sarah. And Sarah was one of the first ones that I started watching over a year ago, I didn't really watch podcasts. I had my own, you know, television program called Now Is the Time, you know, on cable and other networks around the country and the world. And you know, last year God told me, He said you need to change your platform. And so I started meeting people in Washington D.C. I was out there, and I started watching different shows. And Sarah Westall with Business Game Changers was one of them. And you know, Sarah, you know, is from my home state, you know, Minnesota. And, you know, she's got, you know, a degree in computer science and has done a number of things, you know, in the media now with her podcast. I heard her interview uh, Jesse Saboter and James Boots, Jimmy Rothstein and a number of other ones. So I'm excited to have you on the program tonight, Sarah. So we're going to start with you first. You know, explain a little bit about your background, uh, in particular, how you got involved with investigative reporting and what you're seeing now. Just for like several minutes, we're going to have each one of you kind of talk about what's happening in your lives? Well, I started, yeah, I do have a computer science engineering background and a business background. And I was in the high tech, you know, computer or networking world, US West. And I got, you know, I, I was promoted pretty quickly and I, I did that, and I, but I was an entrepreneur at heart. That's really what I am. And so I went and I started a business and I had a manufacturing and import business. And I, I did all these things. And, and then I, I also taught at the university of Minnesota in the business school for five years. And you know, I, I was doing business type activities and I was approached to do a podcast and a business show. And so I started doing like, I'll do a business show. And so I was doing a business show. And as I was talking to people who work the show i wanted to do i wanted it to be the edge of change in society you know that the edge of science because i always like that i like the futuristic stuff and and i realized that there was all these amazing inventions all these amazing amazing things for healthcare and all these things that could make the world a better place and they were being censored or shut down or and then i started learning the dark side of what was going on and that changed my life and I realized that blackmail was the currency of the powerful. So many people are blackmailed, um, which is why we can't progress as a, human, as a human race. And so I started learning that with the infrastructure, the underbelly of what we're dealing with before this whole nightmare with COVID came about. I was learning this whole underbelly. And now the underbelly is in place that that infrastructure in place, which is allowing what's going on right now to occur. And so I, I feel like I've been watching the slow motion train wreck go on with COVID and the mRNA technology, knowing that there's treatments, right? At the beginning, I knew there was treatments. Um, you know, right when hydroxychloroquine came out on my show, the same day that it came out on Fox News, we had it before they aired it and, and we talked about it. And then we aired it the same day and, you know, the Stanford study coming out. And, um, and, and since then I watched everything being censored and I was watching these treatments being censored while they were pushing the, this other stuff that wasn't working. And I was, I was watching a genocide 
in slow motion is really what what we're watching because they have protocols to to deal with it and now we're watching you know why do you need a vaccine that hurts so many people when you have all these these help these cure these solutions so uh, that's how, where i think things are at now i think there's an evil group of people and uh, evil isn't even a strong enough word that are controlling and it's not just the united states it's worldwide because you watch these leaders across the world and they they're moving in lockstep you watch australia you watch new zealand you watch canada you watch parts of all over europe um and then the united states we're a little bit we have a little bit more opportunity because of our constitution our people are a little bit more free thinking and so we we're not out there protesting like they are in europe but we have some of those abilities so that's where i'm at i'm watching this media be um completely controlled like pravda was in russia but even worse it, it's it's a horrifying show in slow motion the good news is i think people are are pushing back and we're starting to see wins like these mandates um being held up in court and things we're seeing wins and more people are um coming out and saying what they believe so i believe we're winning but it doesn't feel like that when you look at the media <laughs> well now now sarah you had you were deplatformed october 15th along with many other people that had channels you know very large subscriber bases on youtube and things how many people were taken down you know during that big purge they did I, before the election. I, there there were probably thousands of people taken down but a, a lot of the big channels were taken down i know we're in a, a lawsuit against uh google against youtube a group of what is it 15 of us i think 17 of us something there's a group of us and i don't it's around that and we're still in that lawsuit it's moving forward and donald trump's his our attorneys just were procured a couple weeks ago to um represent him as well she is they have three our attorneys have three lawsuits that are moving forward and they all have a little different angles and whatever gets their first to the supreme court we're going to team up and go together so that was really great news um the goal is just to win the whole point is to break open section 230 and to um get it there because it's it's a major it's a major issue we can't lose this and i you know i i i was one of the ones really pushing for this and that no matter what we can't stop let's keep this going because um we just can't i mean you can't stop you can't quit you got to take every single angle you can to fight this monster this beast that we're fighting and that's one of the angles so yeah i was deleted on october 15th my my uh, twitter account was deleted the same week donald trump was and then that um and then that following week my website was taken down me and the and the largest gun forum um was taken down for by godaddy i don't know why they targeted me and now my I, immediately i got put up in another uh, country and i'm back going but it was um there it was their international or their national crime division um probably directed by the government of GoDaddy. Their employees were like, we don't get involved. They were horrified. And um, so it wasn't the employees and even their manager, they worked to get my domain name back so that I could still be up. But um, yeah, it, it's a coordinated effort by a group of shadowy figures that have controlled our CIA and our FBI and a lot of pe people in our government. And um, you know, the people are going to win, but people need to know what's going on. <laughs> That's yes. Well, and also just to finish that, we're going to go on to Mary Fanning in a minute, but you also had your Patreon. I mean, I know Sean at, I mean, SGT report who I follow and a number of other ones were also deplatformed and the Patreons were taken down and they were coming after your finances. You they're know, they're coming, coming after, after our finances. Pocketbook. They're coming after us every way they possibly, they my website, my Patreon, my Twitter, my YouTube. Um, I put up another YouTube channel. Everybody told me, put up another YouTube channel. I did that. That was taken down. Um, they they try to wipe me out every way they possibly could. The funny thing is, is that I was being so censored on YouTube before they took me down that now my video numbers are higher than they were on YouTube. <laughs> You know, so because they were they were holding us down, you kind of get into a box 
And, you know, before they started really censoring, I was getting, a, you know, a couple hundred thousand. I could get a show that really reached a couple hundred thousand people. Then I got to a point where I was barely getting 3,500, you know, they were really censoring me. So getting off YouTube was really the right thing to do. So you're not put into that box. What platforms are you, um, are you on now? Are you broadcasting I'm on. Yeah, I'm on a multitude of them, but I'm on BitChute and Odyssey and Rumble. And then um, I'm also on like all sorts of audio podcasts. My audio pa podcast is doing really well. It's growing pretty good. Although Spotify deleted me, you know, go figure. Um, but the other ones are at least keeping me there. And it's not, although I know I'm being censored, it, it, it's not as bad. And so I'm ranking regularly in multiple countries on business news. I will rank in the top of the charts, you know, top 20 in, you know, a couple dozen countries. And um, so it's, it, I know I'm getting out there to the world. And so that's a good thing. I, I, we just have to keep pushing and making it happen. Yes. Well, I know I subscribed to your, your, uh, your site. So I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I check on you regularly. We need to help each other. Us girls we, need to help each other. Yes. Well, anyway, going uh, down to Mary Fanning, you know, Mary Fanning uh, has been doing the Absolute series with Mike Lindell, Absolute Proof, Absolute Interference, been an investigative journalist for a long time and has been over the target so much to the fact that her life has been threatened. So she doesn't show her face uh, on the broadcast. So that's why you're not seeing her. It's not because she doesn't have a beautiful face or that she's not a great person, but she's being wise, um, at least in her case with what she's gone through. So Mary Fanning, I've interviewed her uh, a few times on my Now is the Time podcast. We're great to have you back. Share a little bit about your journey for the viewers, Mary. So um, initially I started um, moving from my my area of, of research looking into what was taking place in this, this country with um, Barack Obama's transformation. And we started seeing all the malign actors who were working with the Muslim Brotherhood, infiltrating into our government, uh, taking over our government. And it, it, in a lot of ways, this goes back to the Patriot Act because all of a sudden we're all being determined and, and, and uh, called out as the domestic you know, domestic terrorists. So if you believe in the U.S. Constitution and the right to free speech, all of a sudden you're a domestic terrorist. And so I actually, I, I picked up the phone and I knew General Vallely and um, said, General Vallely, we cannot just sit here watching our country transformed into a communist. And I can use Donald Trump's uh, word and it begins with an S-H and ends in whole. And so, <laughs> you know, we couldn't just sit here while our country was being taken from us, our constitutional rights being uh, uh, destroyed by a group of malign actors who were steeped in communism and had histories in communism. So um, we put together a, uh, a group of concerned citizens that included a lot of retired military, uh, other journalists, and we, we, we decided to create an echo chamber. From there, um, I, you know, did the Qatar awareness and exposed them. And it was interesting along the way, you know, these malign actors call and threaten you and say, we're going to, to sue you and we're going to destroy you. And I happened to be married to a very nice attorney. And he's like, that would be great. We could use that PR. Thank you very much. <laughs> and so that didn't go very well for them. But we had these wonderfully large lawsuits and, um, and, you know, in a lot of ways, Mary, God, God is, he has, he has outwitted these folks every step of the way. And, um, so we started working on the ports really just to bring the truth to the American people, to get beyond the mainstream lying media. One of those things that we did is we started looking into that and, uh, you know, the, who some of these folks were and, and, and found that, you know, uh, Carl Bernstein, his family was working with the Rosenbergs that were stealing our nuclear secrets. So we thought, well, this is interesting. This is who the Washington Post was hiring. And um, and uh, anyway, so as we started exposing Port Canaveral 
And Alan and I broke those stories, every one of those stories. And we looked into it. They're handing over our ports. Anyone who's read, you know, even a few passages of Sun Tzu understands you do not hand over your, your ports to the Middle East. And as we looked into who Gulf Tainer was and we found that uh, the brother and uh, business partner was Saddam Hussein's nuclear mastermind who the Pentagon had put on a blacklist wanted for capture or kill. So this is a nuclear mastermind who was under investigation, wanted for capture or kill, and his brother and business partner was giving the lease, the lease to our ports 1,000 feet from our nuclear submarine turning basin. 1,000 feet, you know, where our Air, Sea, and Space Command reside. Well, it drew quite a bit of attention, but from the right people. Um, Admiral Ace Lyons um, started working with me. Admiral Lyons was four-star admiral in, in charge of our Pacific Command. So we would write pieces, and Admiral Lyons would write echo chamber pieces. And we learned that, really, it was helpful uh, to work in concert to create echo chambers and get that information out there. And uh, as we did that, we began, you know, a lot of other white hat generals. There are some that took their oath to the U.S. Constitution very seriously, and they are willing to die for it. And so um, as we brought that forward, and, and I stumbled upon something when Judge G. Marie Snow released some information, and, and, and I started looking into that and, and putting up some information about it, and it was about the hammer. And this was a super surveillance system that was a foreign surveillance tool that was only to be used for foreign surveillance. It came out of the Pentagon. The DIA was involved with this. But again, it was only for foreign surveillance against terrorists. Well, as we began exposing the, the hammer, um, I was able to then meet Dennis Montgomery. And he's the man who designed and built the hammer. They, of course, work assiduously to destroy his reputation. Um, but the only problem is, is that court documents speak louder than, than disinformation. And so uh, we found that, that uh, Hammer was true, that uh, the judges took this information in exchange for immunity agreements. Uh, Montgomery exposed that Brennan and Clapper stole this foreign surveillance tool, moved it for, to Fort Washington, and began spying on the American people. Now, the CIA holds no charter to, to spy on the American people. And uh, this information was taken by, by Comey, and Strzok and Page were all involved. And it was very interesting that the very people who took this information from Montgomery and were part of his immunity agreements were the very people uh, who were truly working to transform this country. So as it turned out, uh, Admiral Lyons brought the information to General McInerney. General McInerney read it on the airwaves, on terrestrial radio. It went viral. We then put together when the IG of the IC community released text messages between Strzok and Page, and lo and behold, who were they working, who were they talking about when those text messages came out, but Dennis Montgomery within a few minutes of General McInerney going on the airwaves. And so Dave Janda helped us carry that message for a while. And, uh, and we, we as, as, it's so interesting. So that information comes out on the airwaves. We publish. Within 30 hours, WikiLeaks drops CIA Vault 7 and confirms everything that we have said because we, we put the information out because President Trump said he was being spied upon. And we said, guess what, you are, and this is how. And we, we told him that Brennan and Clapper were uh, spying on him a zillion times. Uh, M General McInerney, Admiral Lyons went to the airwaves and the very next day, James Comey launched the Russia collusion investigation, the very next day. Now, all this information has gone on for several years, and it's now just coming out from Durham. And some of the people that he's calling are all the very same people who were trying to hide the hammer. Uh, right before this election, we came out. General McInerney once again took it to the airwaves that they were going to use a tool called scorecard to steal the vote. 
They did. The only problem was that they gave the hammer now to China. And China is using that tool to, to, to and as Sarah mentioned, you, if you wonder what's going on in the country and what explains it, blackmail and leverage explains it. Yes. No, that's good. Well, then when you, uh, Mike Lindell, just to kind of wrap it up before we go over to Miriam, how did you get involved with Mike Lindell in the Absolute series? Well, you know, you well, with Mike uh, Lindell in the Absolute series. Talk about hand of God. So, yeah. So what happened is Mike, uh, we were setting something up for him to go into the Oval Office and bring the, the data, the information showing how the election was stolen. Uh, Mike went to, went to the White House. We had already had it again within a coast to be covert. Uh, Mike Lindell was one of the people that you can trust and that he was gonna put his everything behind this. He flew in, he was going to hand this to President Trump and tell him what was going on. General McInerney had already had meetings and skiffs. And um, as, you know, as you know, God saw it a different way. And so then the Washington Post started filming what was in my, Mike's hands and thought that they were doing this big at that kind of PR and they started putting the information out with photographing Mike's papers and it just went viral mm. about Hammer and how it had and scorecard and how it had stolen the election. You know, Sidney Powell, there's others that we were uh, were also echo chambering this information. And um, so then after you know, that went viral. Mike and I said, you know, we need to get this to the American people. So we put it together. We started with absolute proof and we brought the information using subject matter experts with the data into a first week. So then we followed that with um, Dr. Frank Sott. He came forward. We did scientific proof. Then we did absolute interference. Uh, we, the last one that we just did was absolute peril with the generals telling what is taking place and that we are in a position that is so perilous for our country to stand up. Yes. Because if we go into that long, dark night and we lose our freedom. Yes. No, that, well, that's, it's amazing. Well, you know, there's been a little bit of interference on your audio. Um, you know, I notice when I'm doing these podcasts, um, sometimes depending on who I'm interviewing, uh, there's been interference. So uh, anyway, the sound hasn't been as good, but that was incredible, Mary. Well, let's go over to Miriam. Uh, I interviewed Miriam uh, just a, uh, you know, a few few weeks as well. And I heard you initially on Sarah Westall's show. And that's how mm -hmm. I, I knew about you, Miriam, was, was listening to Sarah as uh, being a subscriber of Sarah. So anyway, Miriam is a true investigative journalist and, uh, you know, she's also uh, working on a documentary in this series about George Floyd. And uh, it's very interesting. And uh, she's also a functional medical professional and, uh, and done other things that's very important. So, Miriam, what's been happening with you with, with what you've seen as a journalist and how much they've tried to censor you? Well, if I can share a little bit about my story, I hail from Montreal, Canada. And uh, I came to America about 23 years ago. So I, I wasn't initially able to work and I got a job as an intern for MSNBC. And it was during a time where the internet, I've, I've from a very young age had an IBM. My father worked for IBM and was part of this internet, the internet from the get go. And so I started interning at MSNBC, Channel 4 in Burbank, and then became, they paid me and I became a producer. And this is at a time when the advertising department was in charge of our department as opposed to the news, because people thought if people tune in 
if people log in, they're not going to tune in and they were scared about their ratings. So growing up in Montreal and having a worldly sense of what the news is and then having, you know, um, seeing that they're following chases and drive-bys and they have their sweeps, which is when they send the choppers out. I was very disenchanted and uh, eventually quit and then went on to freelance. So I was getting paid $2 a word and going to New York once a year and writing for Hollywood Reporter, Maxim, Penthouse, Ellie Magazine, Detour, tons of, of, um, of outlets. And uh, then I had a near-death experience and I was outside of the Bodhi Tree, which is a now defunct metaphysical bookstore. And I was hit by an SUV at 30 miles an hour and dragged 50 feet across the cement. I've been on a spiritual journey since I was 13 years old. I've always asked questions. I've always never kind of fit in. And even if I'm in a crowd, I, I liken myself to the honeybees, that a honeybee goes about and forages on her own, but she can't live without her hive. My beats were sex and uh, spirit and Hollywood because I also worked for The Hollywood Reporter. And when I first got to LA, I was a PA, I was an extra. And I've always kind of been a, a little fly, a little bee on the wall, just kind of taking things in. And so after my near-death experience, I, I had to learn how to walk again. And I just went on a different trajectory. I remember getting, um, someone told me you will be in the realm of health and I'm also a functional medicine consultant and coach today. But I had to learn how to walk again and my whole body exploded. And as a Canadian, I didn't have health insurance and uh, started really diving deep into nutrients and, and healing myself. I wasn't given physio, so I used yoga and I was praying to God for some type of purpose. And then the bees flew into my life, literally and figuratively. And I, I spent the next five years and I have vision. And I knew this was going to be, this was a global topic. The bees represent the sacred feminine and uh, sisterhood. And I am a sister at heart. And the bees taught me so much, not only about how we're dependent on their food, but how they adulterate the food supply. I didn't know that I was going to come across neonicotinoids and Bayer. And uh, I remember that's when I got my first death threat. And I was told, if you go down this route, this was an entomologist from Florida who ended up working for, for um, Monsatan and then is now Bayer, <laughs> and uh, said, if, if you pursue this, you better watch your tires. And my car has stopped twice on the freeway. And I continued, and maybe I was naive blowing the whistle on, on Bayer, but I think I blow the whistle every single day. And then I went on to create my own magazine and marketplace, uh -huh. Honey, Honey Colony. And we were getting 500,000 unique visitors a month with no VC injection, and I'm also entrepreneurial by spirit. And I was creating, building this company as a digital nomad, living in Italy, teaching in Italy, living in Greece, in Puerto Rico. And then we started selling CBD before Martha Stewart and Kim Kardashian in 2016, doing it properly, honoring the, the cannabinoid system and hepatic first pass and organics. And it turned out that they were creating a synthetic CBD by GW Pharma, which was in bed with Bayer. I mean, sorry, it has a marketing, exclusive marketing agreement. So I joke, liking alliteration, what are the chances of sharing bees and bud in common with Bayer? And that was 2017, and I started getting censored then. And I wasn't building myself. I, all I wanted to do was start a show and interview people as a journalist. But I was there playing whack-a-mole because PayPal shut us down and Square and Stripe. And it was 2017 and we lost, just to put things in perspective, from two, from 2015 to 2016, we went from 200,000 in sales to a million. 
was finally going to get in the green. And then that year I ended up losing a quarter of a million dollars. And then the medic update happened and we lost a lot of our traffic and we blamed ourselves. And then an SEO manager said, it's the Your Money, Your Life medic update by Google, where any site that is under the umbrella of Your Money, Your Life would was was taxed. And so I started doing research. And when Roseanne Barr got canceled and someone's like, are you a Roseanne Barr fan? And I said, I'm a freedom of speech fan. Roseanne Barr today, you tomorrow. That's 2018. And uh, then I eventually started looking into Google and I uh, came to find out that Google is a drug company. I looked at their decade of vaccines. And let me just say, I've been covering the vaccine safety community. I've been in this community since 2012, covering poison since 20, 2007. And uh, I came across Zach Voorhees, the Google whistleblower, and I thought to myself, well, maybe this guy can confirm some of my findings. Where did Mary go? Uh, she'll come back in. Okay. Um, maybe he can confirm some of my findings. And sure enough, he was very knowledgeable about health and wellness. And I'm the one who told him that it was a drug company. And I popularized the term techno-fascism, which I just heard amazing Polly the other day use it, and wrote a piece that went viral. And then, I mean, here we are today. I'm banned on Twitter, Chase, Airbnb, Instacart, the FDA, the DOJ, the FTC have come after me, PayPal. I'm just now banned on Telegram or limited. I have a big mouth. And in 2019, I covered Samoa for Vaxter, for Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, who's a hero of mine. And uh, they mass vaccinated 200,000 people in 30 days based on seven cases of non-deadly measles. And they went door to door. And if you didn't have your papers, it's okay. We'll just jab you again. And we knew this was a test. And in 2019, I did a spoof on vaccine hesitancy and I called it vaccine mania and vitriol disorder. And every single day, that video is more relevant, but I get more and more buried. And I don't have a channel, so I rely on people like you who give me a voice. I certainly am interviewing. I'm calling the FDA. I'm calling Pfizer. I'm calling Southwest. I'm recording it. It's out there. But they want to fragment our focus. And you know, to your point that everybody can be a citizen journalist, but I think you have to have discernment and you have to be able to wade through the tries, which are truth mixed with lies. And they are ushering in communism. I could say that I officially kind of left, left the demon wrath because I thought I was liberal and, and a Democrat and went to the deadly insurrection took part in the live action role play, shared my footage with Rudy Giuliani. I saw the casting call and I uh, saw the, as you did, the circus impeachment trial, banked that they were gonna use John Sullivan's footage who they paid for, who was right there front and center with CNN and really have witnessed a descent into hell of, you know, when I was growing up, I wish that I could work for Dateline. Dateline was in the same building as me and or 60 Minutes, and they were integral in uncovering corruption. And now they are integral and complicit in the cover up. And so that's why you see on 60 Minutes, Cheney go in after after they, they do their BS election uh, trial or talk and say that it's the big lie, or they use they put on Keith Ellison to give a big F you to the world and say, oh yeah, by the way, George Floyd had nothing to do with race. And I, uh, I, I'm concerned more than ever for my safety, to be honest. But I, I unlike Mary, I, my logic was like, oh, let me stay in the public eye as much as possible. Um, so yeah, here, here we are, but just to say a couple more things about the vaccines. 
that uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, we thought it was going to be Ebola. She bought Ebola 2020. I started writing a series. We saw the WikiHow brochure in 2019 where they were advocating for children to go in and get vaxxed without their parents' consent. We saw the entry of vaccine hesitancy. The writing was on the wall. And for the, the people that have been in this community, I've, we've been talking about jabs way before the Rona. And in 2020, in January, I Zach was doing a piece for Alex Jones, asked me if I would do it, produce it with him. And I'm like, let's do a man on the street on the coronavirus. And you could see I'm, I don't have a microphone and I'm on my tippy toes. And I said, I'm calling this the virus that didn't cry wolf. And I could hear his thoughts go, what the F does she mean? <laughs> this is what I meant, the virus that didn't cry wolf. And here we are in a silent, blatant culling. I have interviewed so many people whose parents have died, who know someone who died, who are now maimed or injured. And we get gaslit and they're giving out saline and they call it the advocate method. And we know, I mean, I was so honored to be on Twitter with Sarah, with SGT, with, with Zach, with Dr. Janda. And we, we would compare puzzle pieces with Corey Diggs. Um, these people are my heroes. They're on the front lines and they're looking at details because that folks is where the devil lies. And we're living in an age of mediocrity and no one's paying attention to the details and they matter. Yes. Well, you know, you can hear all the viewers, you can hear each one of these women has a story. And I've only recently got into this particular game. I've been mostly in Christian broadcasting until God told me that you need to change your format. So, you know, let's go back to, to Sarah again. Um, you know, we're down this road now. It's almost two years into this pandemic. And, uh, you know, now they're trying to jab the children. You know, what do you see on the horizon? You know, let's give some hope to people because people, you know, right now there's just so much fake news out there. And, you know, we're putting out content and there's going to, there's a lot of people that are hearing good stuff from us. But what could you tell the viewers today of what you see that's shifting in a good way? Well, you know, the mandate, the judges, there, there's a there's a surge across the country of judges stalling these mandates. And people are waking up to the fact that children should not be getting, I mean, they're not a risk. Why the heck are they getting a vaccine? So there's people who are waking up to that um, and fighting back. And people who have gotten vaccinated they turn and say, okay, well, maybe it's okay for me, but it sure the heck isn't okay for my child. It doesn't make sense. So people are waking up to that. There's a lot of pushback. There's one thing about going after the adults. It's another thing when you start to threaten people's children. And I think a lot of people are, um, you know, they say the mama bears out there. And I, I think there's a lot of people just, it's, it's over. I mean, they pretty much have dropped their, um, they're, they pick up their uh, weapons and they're going after, you know, I'm saying metaphorically. I mean, basically when you mess with somebody's kids, they're ready to fight. You back them into a corner, I think. And so that's why we're seeing the state back down. I, I think they're backing down. They're not doing the shutdowns like they've done in the past. You know, New Zealand and Australia are, they're in a whole nother world. You're not seeing that same it's bad in certain places in the United States. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's we're seeing a pushback, and the judges are are ruling. Now I'm not until it gets to the point where it, it's not just temporarily stalled, but it's it's stalled for real, like um, you know forever. That's when I'll really feel that we've made some serious wins. But we've won some battles now. We're winning battles. And that means that the minds and hearts of the public is changing and they are scared because they know that when we unite as a group, we have more power than they do. We just do. 
they, they, we can get around this blackmail system if we, re, we unite because we have a lot more energy together as a group. And I think that's the win that we're seeing. Now, when you, you start messing with these babies, I just saw a headline that said that Biden threatened it. I don't, you tell me if this is true. I sent an email to somebody right before we got on the air that Biden threatened to um, vaccinate babies, this COVID vax in the hospital when they're born. Uh, is that true? I mean, I just saw the headline and I emailed it out to Dave Janda, Dr. Janda. And I, and I said, you can't, t don't tell me this is true. The sad part is I actually believe it could be true. And, um, but I think something like that will create even more of a backlash. People are learning. They know they haven't seen how many people do we know died from COVID versus how many people died and have injuries from this vaccine. I know a lot of people who have injuries and who have died from the vaccine. I know no one who's died from COVID, at least people who've been treated properly. I know somebody who just died in the hospital because they gave them remdesivir and didn't give them a treatment. But there is the Cleveland Clinic just, just pulled and said, we're not going to do the mandates anymore. And they're going to hold off on it. And the whistleblower from the Cleveland Clinic, it just got in the Gateway Pundit, a huge story on what happened inside that hospital. And it's getting out there and people are learning. I don't think you know, with us being censored, it's not getting out there like we want it to, but we wouldn't see this pushback if our voices weren't being heard. And I think that's an important, it's really important. They also like Mary Fanning, you know, they, she showed her the people, the data. The thing is, it was so obvious that the election was stolen. Anybody with the brain who watched what happened that night, we all did. And we were on Twitter all together, Maryam and the whole group. And we were just going crazy. I didn't even, I wasn't taking showers. I was just so incensed. And I put out this little mini documentary that week. There was over 500 computer scientists and data analysis people all over the country, top from universities, top um, corporations. And I was working with the, the um, people that were doing it. They all knew what happened. They were looking at the data. Everybody that that could see it knew it was happening. My son, my both of my kids are in computer science engineering as well. And my son looked at the data and his jaw kind of dropped because he proved it to himself. My daughter knew right away. It was obvious. And and so people who have the the means of making a cognitive decision on this. know. the people who are still have their cognitive abilities, they know what's going on. And I think that's what we're seeing. You wanted to hear a positive. That's what we're saying. The negative is people are still being mind controlled and they, there's a certain group that are controlled. But I think the strong people in society are not controlled. So we'll see as it goes. That's my positive. Well, you know, and also I just uh, interviewed uh, Jamie Lynn Baker. She's an actress from Hollywood, she was on, I'd never watched this show. Um, it was Good Luck Charlie. It was one of the number one Disney shows, um, I guess for a long time. And she had a couple of her children on the show and she said they got vaccine injured. Now I think, what is it, 72 shots that they want these kids to get by the time they, they get into high school. Her kids got vaccine injured. And when she started seeing them set up vaccination centers in LA, she told her husband, I'm leaving Los Angeles and I'm moving to Nashville. And if you want to come, come. And she spoke before one of the school boards. And I guess that went viral. And Joe Biden put out the narrative about calling these mothers domestic terrorists, you this know, at these crazy. school boards. So she was the reason that they actually, but Biden, you know, uh, put that narrative out there. So it's pretty crazy what's going on. But like Miriam, when I had you on the podcast a few weeks ago, you said there's more people go joining our side than joining theirs. People aren't joining their side. They're waking up and they're joining our side. So going over to Mary uh, Fanning, Mary, um, you know, we're seeing right now you've got, you know, the Roe versus Wade case coming before the Supreme Court. You also have the Ghislaine Maxwell trial uh, that's been going on, you know, that has to do, of course, with what happened with Epstein. And I've been working on a documentary about uh, sex trafficking in America called Freedom Cry. And, you know, Sarah, I've interviewed James Rothstein or Jimmy Boots, and he said the whole blackmail, the human compromise, so many of these people are blackmailed, and that's what they were doing at Epstein Island. 
with, with a lot of these people. But Mike Lindell and uh, Dr. Frank, Douglas G. Frank, who are interviewed in uh, Salt Lake City at the Freedom Conference, you know, they were supposed to have gone before the Supreme Court. There's a lot of things coming up before the Supreme Court, which I believe are going to be good. But what happened with the Supreme Court with Mike Lindell? They never got before, um, before well, the court yet, have they? So they have not yet gotten that, but the the Montana Attorney General is looking at now going because you cannot just simply go to the Supreme Court. So they have seen the evidence, and uh, they will not only the Secretaries of State but the Attorney Generals, and they have the evidence of exactly what took place in the 2020 election. And people should understand, going forward, there are no elections if this is not rectified. If we're going to continue with the electronic voting machines, then you will have these thugs continuing to put who they want in place. And folks, they're not going to bring any freedom fighters in on the inner circle. You know, one of the things that we've done, Mary, um, and that's been very successful, is uh, we moved then with John B. Wells on Caravan to Midnight on Salem Radio. And we do the fortnight intelligence briefing, and I bring different generals and colonels, Colonel Stellan, um, Thanksgiving weekend, I had a panel of the doctors. You, It's up at Rumble as well. It, it runs live on Salem Radio. We are hitting it out of the park. Just last week, John V. Wells added another 160 Salem radio stations to his wow. just that week, another 160 uh, who are subscribing to his program. So we are, we are making an end run around the mainstream mockingbird lying through both sides of their mouth media. And we are getting to the American people. The, if you could hear, I had Dr. Urso, Dr. Artis, Dr. Lee Merrick, and Dr. Corey. They actually took down the satellite at Salem Radio for the first time ever at, to, to cut off Dr. Corey. Wow. Uh, yes, but we got that out. And um, uh, this Saturday night, is the Fortnite Intelligence Briefing. Uh, we'll be back with General McInerney and um, Colonel Sellen, who's brought forward so much of the information on what this bioweapon is. And um, we broke four pieces on uh, gain of function in the fluorine cleavage sites. And who put through this, this gain of function? John Holdren, Barack Obama, and Joe Biden's science and technologies are. Now, not only did he, he put this through two weeks before Trump came into office, but then he moved to Beijing to begin teaching. And the American people need to be adding this up, but we are getting around the mainstream media by, by putting these Fortnite intelligence briefings. This week, it will be General McInerney, uh, Alan Jones and I will be on, uh, Gordon Chang, and uh, Colonel Sellen. And we have a basic team that goes on and we add in, in uh, different people periodically. And so the American people are getting to hear from the experts who have the truth and the facts and the, and the people are waking up and the idea that they're going to put this killer jab, which they knew from the FDA documents that we have published, they knew in October, 2020, that this causes myocarditis and that these, this, these, uh, the, uh, graphene oxide is going to change your immune response permanently. So the idea of giving this to children, evil has taken on new meaning when we look into what is taking place here. And it's only going to stop. Uh, you had Klaus Schwab today crowing about going into the new world order and that phase one with the vaccine and the virus uh, has been very successful. Yeah. So if you can stomach even listening to Klaus Schwab saying that, uh, then you understand where they're going and they think they need to kill 90% of the population. And so, as General Flynn has said, there are far more of us than there are them. And it's time the American people stand shoulder to shoulder yeah. because this is the time when Americans will decide whether they will be free men or slaves. And you don't want to add to that, Mary. They're, um, they're wanting to take it even farther with this graphene oxide. And they, when you're talking about transhumanism, he said that yeah. you will own nothing and you will be happy. Yeah. That's because yeah. they want us in, I know this gets really out there. These guys are nuts. They want us in a virtual reality system. Yes. They are and nuts. they want 
they, they, you will own nothing because you'll be in this virtual reality system that they right. control. Control. You won't have free will anymore. Right. They are and, crazy people. And, and yes, we, I mean, it's a deep pop agenda, but it is also a transhumanist agenda. Um, just like Wuhan was a 5G test city. And, uh, you know, people at least know to look out for Epstein, but I like to tell everybody, Charles Lieber's trial is starting. And he's, he, he, who's looking at Charles Lieber? I'm looking at him. And he is the nanotech king. And he's very instrumental. And he's a prized asset. Harvard and guy, right? Harvard connections to Novak, to Epstein, to Billy Boy Gates. And there was a letter, a public letter that came out by a scientist, Schreiber or Schreiber, but it was a whole slew of scientists saying we need to support global collaboration, which is basically we need to support China-US relations is what is going on and how many spies are part of the Thousands Projects plan. And he's, we'll see, the case is sealed. So how will someone, I reached out to them to say, well, how does a journalist uh, cover this? Just, they didn't, they did not respond. I got the documents I could they on don't. It. That was exactly. their thought. Right. But I, I am holding the 35 page latest document that I must read. And I put out a article on the graphene oxide and how it parlays with sound and electricity and then as i was doing my research and i was looking at astro world i thought to myself hmm, they love their adrenaline what are the chances that graphene oxide communicates with adrenaline and lo and behold i find an nih study that shows it's especially sensitive to adrenaline receptors and tyrosine receptors which is why we're seeing so many athletes just drop um, and and astral world was very arguably a satanic ritual and a test, a successful one. You know, graphene oxide is excited at a certain frequency, so uh, it has the ability to do things that people have no idea what's being put into their body, and they 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 should not submit. You must protect the children. The children have no business. They know that the numbers, if the children catch COVID, they, it's 99.9994% have no, no side effects whatsoever. So it makes no sense, no common sense, even to let your children take this death jab. I really did a, a show last weekend, as I said, with these four docs, and they came out as warriors. And you can find that show on Rumble as well to listen to those doctors, and they are begging people not to let their children get this, save the children. Well, you know, as we wrap up the show today, you know, this is the thing. A lot of people just don't understand if you look at it like the 13 bloodline families, that there's a small percentage of people, like I think it's under 3,000 people that control most of the wealth in the world. And if you look at it from that standpoint that only six corporation run most of the media, that they have an agenda. Why do you think most of these different, when, when they called, when Fox News called, you know, Biden winning Arizona, I mean, I haven't turned on Fox since. Neither and have I. I think, yep. <laughs> people are waking up, but I think they're now seeing, people are thinking, scratching their head, why are they trying to push these vaccines or these inoculations because they're not really vaccines? And if people really understood that you're dealing with a demonic, satanic agenda, then it makes sense. But if you don't, people, I think a lot of people think everybody's good. They're all good people. They try to think they're like, they're like you or they're like me or they're like all of us. But no, these people are evil. Like even with what I'm doing with my Freedom Kai documentary. I mean, the fact that I'm in Hollywood and we're putting together a new studio because it is the mountain of media and the mountain of arts and entertainment that changed the way people think. And especially look at all the movies that have come out. They have their narrative they want to push upon us. But we're going to bring a new type of content for it that I always say it's the greatest show on earth. And it's going to be God's show. And he's going to show up and show off. 
And I want you to, that are watching to know that there's hope. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this, but I do a lot of research in history. And, you know, General Washington, it was during the winter of 1770, summer, 1777, when he was at Valley Forge. And he had asked, you know, his staff not to be interrupted. And he looked up, somebody came in and he was about to say, I don't want to be interrupted when he noticed it was a, a beautiful angel. Um, now, this was in the Stars and Stripes. Um, you know, one of the soldiers from a long time that knew General Washington, when he was getting ready to die, he put out this report in the Stars and Stripes. But General Washington had told this to him. This angel told him there's going to be three perils that are going to come upon America. The first one, of course, was the American Revolution that they were in. And during those times, you guys, it was a dark time in history with the Continental Army and everything that happened. There was many times it was only by God's hand that America was birthed. The second one, of course, was the uh, Civil War. But the third one, the angel said, was going to be the worst. But it said America was would be surrounded by her enemies, which we are. I think the reason, you guys, that this is such a, a, a the worst worse than the, the American Revolution or the Civil War, because you don't know who your enemy is. Mm -hmm. At least they knew who they were fighting against. But it said the union would prevail. So I believe that we are going to see America prevail against, because if America goes down, the whole world is going to go down. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so closing statements uh, with, with all of you. Let's start with you, uh, Miriam. Just last uh, closing thoughts or statements. Well, I'd like you know, my, my magazine, Honey Colony and SimplyTransformative.com is all about empowering you to be your own best health advocate. So if I can stand here and say I am walking, dancing after having a metal rod in my leg and breaking many bones, I've reversed lupus and fibro after being poisoned uh, in the Dominican Republic and becoming an environmental indicator like the honeybees. If I can stand here and say I'm 48 years old and you do have an immune system and they want to eradicate the even notion of an immune system or natural immunity, they co-opted herd immunity. So I'm here to stand that you can optimize your biology and uh, and there is there is hope. I've been commissioned to write a detox guide of protocols for the jab, and that is by no means to encourage anyone to take this. And I, I'm just I'm very grateful to be with other beautiful, strong women doing good work. And do not lose your heart and your humanity. And I really invite people to cultivate mindfulness. It's called and and to. It's called adulting. Instead of acting like juvenile, this is about divide and conquer. Please look at yourself in the mirror and rep cultivate mindfulness and self-awareness and wisdom. Where is that in the conversation that goes along with speaking about God and believing in something bigger? Miracles do happen and uh, we, we really need to find common ground and, and that's one of the reasons I refuse to put poisons in my body. I'm a food Nazi. I'm damn proud of it. Uh, you will not poison me, uh, big pharma and big ag and big everything. So uh, that's how can I'm they get a hold of you? Um, yes. How can they get a hold of you, Miriam? You can find me on Gab. I'm Lady B. And if you want to uh, support my abusive relationship with Twitter, I have a backup called <laughs> B Lady 17. And, uh, but I do a lot of things on BitChute and Brighteon and Rumble. And you can also email me at Mariam, M-A-R-Y-A-M at honeycolony.com. And just to say that I am raising funds for my George Floyd book and project. I'm looking for an editor. And this is the truth. I put in thousands of hours and money and dollars into FOIA into documents, and they don't want this to come out. And uh, I'm determined to, and I want to say just lastly that who's standing behind me? Prominent people in the Black community. What does that tell you? So thank you. Thank you, all of you, for your work. Thank you. Well, we thank you for coming on. Now is the time, Miriam. Mary Fanning, what are your last, you know, statements, things you want to tell people before you go? 
Well, people can go to theamericanreport.org. There's a contact button. They can contact me through that. But if you go to the American Report, you can see, you know, years of our investigations and, and the evidence that shows what's taking place in this country. Also, you can listen to us on the Fortnite Intelligence Briefing uh, with the generals and the colonels and, and the experts that we bring forward. And please watch our movies, The Absolute Proof, Absolute Interference, Absolute Peril, Scientific Proof. Share them, download them, get them to as many people across the globe. And um, we are winning. We are winning. And the American people are waking up, but not only the American people, but across the globe. And they know that this new world order uh, is to go forward without 90% of the people. And Klaus Schwab, all you have to look at him is on the beach as he parades in a wedding veil naked and decide how completely despicably evil he is. Yeah. <laughs> I think I mean, too, I might be traumatized if I saw that. I'll send it to you. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I'd love to see that because I'll, I'll post it. Let's humiliate okay. him. Okay, well, Sarah, last thoughts before we go. Well, first of all, I want to say how honored I am to be on the show with all you three. I think you're just amazing women. And so thank you so much for inviting me here. I, I really appreciate it. And I enjoy listening to what all of you have to say. I love the story about Washington. I got chills. And I just love hearing uh, you you all talk about your stories. I learned so much. And it's like, well, I don't even want to talk. I just want to listen to you guys. But I um, I do, I agree with all of you that we are winning. It doesn't feel like it a lot of times. And I got to tell you, sometimes I go through that too, where I'm just down, you know, because I'm censored so much and things. But then I get up again and I go, I know I have to fight. And we all have to fight because we, this is it. I mean, if they're going to be taking out 90, trying, this is what they really want to do. They really do want to take out 90% of the population. They really do want to enslave you and take away your free will. These people are cultists. They're evil. They um, feel like they're, they're following uh, uh, the beast, the Satan. And they think that by doing this, they're serving their Lord. And their Lord is not my Lord. And they are doing things that are despicable. They want to take away your free will. And when you study what they've done and how they operate, there is no other option than to fight them for the sake of our families and our children and our future. And the good news is we are winning. It doesn't seem like it because they still control the media, but we are winning the hearts and the souls of the people. And we can do this. We just have to keep fighting. And sometimes when there's you're feeling you're so tired, you know, that's when they say Jesus is walking next to you. Um, you just kind of have to rely on that because it's uh, it's so it's so hard sometimes. But World War Two ended. The Civil War ended. This will end, too. And I think we, we will triumph. So thank you so much. Oh, and SarahWestall.com. Please go to my website, SarahWestall.com. Sign up for my newsletter. That's how you stay in um, contact with me. And it's the best way you can sign up for all my stuff. Every page has a subscribe on the bottom uh, of my website. So you can see all the platforms I'm on, but sign up for my newsletter. That's how you stay in contact with everything that I have going on. So thank you. Well, listen, thank you ladies for coming on. Now is the thank time you. we're going to do this again. Thank we just you. have to do this more regularly. And thank you for watching. I have my website on the bottom, marycrowley.com. You know, my name, it was several years ago, um, God spoke to me, you know, and he speaks to us through our thoughts. You would think it's a thought. I, I'm also a minister. So I, I know that I know that when I hear God's voice and he said to me one day, he said, Mary, your name's right in the middle of America. And I went A-M-E-R-I go like, wow, yeah, it is. And he said, he said, um, from sea to shining sea, you're going to bring forth liberty. It's going to take a dream team. No one person can do it together. I remember when I was little, I grew up in St. Paul and I'm from Minnesota, like where Sarah lives now. And we used to play this game and you'd link arms together and you would try to, to have the guy run through. And if we were linked tight enough, they couldn't break through. So as we link arms together and as we unite, you know, the old saying, united we stand, divided we fall. We have to have hope against fear, which means false evidence appearing real. And the, the best is yet to come. God wants to bring a great awakening where, you know, I study revival in history and, you know, during some of the darkest time, 
that's when God brought a light. You look at the Reformation when Martin Luther went in 1517 on October 31st, which now, you know, it's Halloween, but that was the year of the Great Reformation when Martin Luther had been a priest, started reading the Bible and realizing, wow, I don't need to pay these indulgences to go to heaven, to this hierarchy of priests that is making a killing off the people. And he started reading the Bible and God gave him a revelation of the just shall live by faith. And he had strength and boldness to go to that chapel in Wittenberg and tack the 95 theses to the door of the chapel of Wittenberg. And it became known as the Great Reformation. And they tried to kill him. I mean, there's so many stories I could tell you about Martin Luther. But let me tell you, because of one man's boldness, that it caused a revolution. And after that came the Renaissance, that mm. a great Renaissance happened right after that. So there is going to be a great move of God's spirit and the greatest show on earth is getting ready to happen. And God is going to show up and show off. But each of you has to have a voice. Each of you has to make a stand. And it's not just all, you know, us, it's each one of you. You know, they say that the best form of advertising is word of mouth. So please subscribe to our channels, all of us. Please like, share, subscribe, and, and tell other people about this. Do not get the jab. Do not get the vaccination. If you've already gotten it, you know, don't take another one. And for heaven's sakes, don't let your children get it because what it also is, it goes to the ovaries. Uh, it, it, it'll, it'll literally make many of the kids infertile. Yeah. And so it will make people infertile. So that's what they want to do. They want to control the population and depopulate the world. That's their agenda. So anyway, God bless you all. <clears throat> Thanks for watching. Now is the time. And remember, now is the time for you to take action and make, let your voice be heard. Thanks, ladies, for coming on. And Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.